Welcome back to Dice Decideth, the Aodin's Legends. I am Caleb, the Dungeon Master, and here are our players. Hi, everybody. My name is Keisha, and I play the fabulous bard Marcus Magnificato. And fun fact about Marcus today is that uh, he has a very secret teddy bear that he keeps, like, hiding in his cloak that he likes to snuggle when he goes to sleep at night, which is part of the reason why he insists on having a room to himself when he can. Hi, I'm Jackie. I play Schlafnix Nachmal. She is the group ranger. Fun fact about Schlafnix, as much as she loves flowers um, and she hates to admit it, she does get hay fever. So being outside in the spring is kind of awful. Marcus just assumes all spring you're just high <laughs> as fuck. Hi, I'm Kai. I play uh, Prim, the barbarian. Uh, fun fact about Prim, she cuts her own hair with her teeth and uh, unconsciously uh, flosses her her teeth in the process. So she, oh, has, uh, she has a good uh, dental hygiene just because of that. Is it though? I feel like she doesn't wash her hair. <laughs> I feel like that's an actual medical condition <laughs> and she might want to see a doctor. <laughs> Hi, it's me, Brian. I play Christopher. And this is around the fifth time his uh, arm has been cut off. The first time was by his older brother. So he's getting kind of used to that at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Does he ever just take it off and hit people with it? Like sometimes it just like slightly slides off and just has to like pu push it back in like a Lego figure. Oh god. <laughs> oh, that's great. You're listening to episode 5 of Aodin's Legends, The Legend of Drakebait. So you find yourself in the forest, purple trees around surround you. You feel the ambiance in the air, heavy mist like is coming in and a storm is brewing over. Not something of danger, just a nice powerful drizzle of rain and the sun is setting in the east. So, oh, Betafer, about that shower. Oh my god. Where is it? Where's the shower? I'm um, gonna just done this. Well, this rain should be good enough. You can, I don't know, maybe we could make a funnel with a top or something and then it could just funnel over you. I don't know. So, so we're going to make a makeshift shower? Is that, is that the plan here? Yeah, probably. Hey, Nixie, yeah. do you remember what your mom taught you about building a leaf blanket top thing? Uh, yeah. I think I can probably make something like that. We make it into a funnel so it can just capture the water and then turn it into a shower for Betafer? I mean, I don't see why not. I just want to... Okay, I'll go collect leaves. Is there anything else we need for this thing? This device? You probably not to do anything because half the time you just whiff it real hard. I do not whiff anything. I do not know what you're talking uh -huh. about. You keep telling yourself that. I need it. If I don't lie to myself, I will be on the full climb, okay? <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> 
I need, I need some way to make myself feel better, okay? As you were all discussing in the background, there is a object within distance of Prim. Go ahead and make a perception check. Okay. It's a 17. Okay. You definitely see it in the corner of your eye. And it's the light that's fading as the sun is setting is like shining right on it. So you can perfectly see the gleams coming off it. It's almost got this like nice sparkle to it. It's very, very like bright and illuminated, but it also has like this resemblance of food. Okay. Oh, shiny. Prim starts running at it. And be careful. Last time it was a cage. It's shiny. I know. Let's all check it out. Okay. Make sure it's safe first. Okay. Uh, Prim grabs a rock from the floor and throws throws at it. Throws the rock at the thing. How well would you be able to aim? Uh. She has plus four in athletics. She's strong as shit. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So you, you don't have to roll for that. Um, so as you throw it, the rock bounces off this object. And you see this like glow shoot out and emit across the entire forest. And all of you are enveloped in this light. And you hear this reassuring voice come down. Ah, travelers. Thank you for coming by. It has been a long time since I've had someone find one of my lost arcane objects. Uh, Prim runs behind uh, Marcus. (laughs) (laughs) I take my bow out and I start like slowly walking towards it, uh, making sure to like be as big as possible to hide Prim. Not that it's going to be hard because I'm large. (laughs) Could I stop Marcus? Like just kind of like put my hand on the shirt. I got a safer option to touch it. What do you propose? Uh, I would like to kind of like slightly open my bo- bag of bones and let a zombie emerge from it. Oh my dear god. <laughs> How about before anybody touches this thing or or attacks this thing, D? Hey! Hey, big scary voice man coming from I don't know where. Who the hell are you? Oh yes, little child. I am one of the celestials of the Far East. I'm often bored as I am not often approached, but most know me as Helios. I'm sorry, Helios. We just see the uh, we just see the zombie in the background go. Like <laughs> go back into the back. <laughs> Are you like just pushing its head back in? <laughs> I'm like, it's not a good time, Dave. I'm like slowly pushing his head down. It's another time, Dave. <laughs> Um, Blafnix is just going to kind of stutter. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, did you say Helios as in, like, out of the sun, Helios? Yes, yes, child. Do you not know of all the gods that rule over this realm? I just never expected to meet one. How do we know it's really you and not some, like, cursed object trying to lure us into a dungeon again and never to be seen? Prima decides to uh, secretly behind Marcus she pees on the dirt to make like a little mud ball and what? she throws the mud ball at uh, Helios oh my god <laughs> and she screams oh wait what the fuck as you do that Helios uh, not only notices you defecating on the ground but also sees the mud ball flying towards and he just steps aside and uh, so he feels uh, anguish against this and 
to kind of quell the temper that you have, uh, he just summons this like small ball of fire and he doesn't shoot it directly at you, but he just like throws it down to your side and he like sternly raises his voice. Now, barbarian, is that any way to treat a god? She, he dragon, she dragon. I, I'm sorry, she's murder happy, and now she thinks you're a dragon, and it it's complicated. Not really she, good at common. She has a thing against dragons. It it's a big thing. Marcus, maybe maybe somebody needs to take her away for a moment. How about we get away from the big scary god person and go looking for those leaves? You go, bait. I got bait. Is Helios just like in front of us right now? He's just floating in the air. He's more of an apparition. So what does it look like? What does he look like? He's very tall, very bronze, long flowing hair, a lot of light illuminating behind him. He brings out the light from various places and objects in front of things. When uh, when Prim calls Marcus bait, he gets very offended and then he decides to not shield her anymore and walks straight up to him. No, no, no. Um, Prim called the bait topper to be bait. Oh, okay. I, you were talking to me when you said bait, and I was like, what? No, no, no. <laughs> Can I walk up slightly to Helios? Not like too close. Uh, well, I'm not very well informed on the gods, uh, whatever you like to call yourself a celestial, you said? Correct. I'm just, th this might be a little harsh to say, but why can't you all do your job correctly? Excuse me. Oh my god. This is just fucking insane. Uh, Chris, Christopher, can can you please go take Pram to find very broad leaves? There's a plant where the bark is, like, coming off, like, you can use it for a rope almost. I need you to collect that because you desperately need a shower and I don't want to get smite. Before you are able to leave, Helios looks to Prim and Christopher, and he exclaims in a very deep monotonal voice. I was here to present a gift to you for finding one of my treasured items, but it seems that you would rather insult me instead. So let's make this- I am not insulting you. No, 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 no. No, they would rather insult you. I would rather not insult you. Trap! Trap for attack! Uh, these two have the worst decorum, and they're gonna get us murdered. All of you, calm down, please. Your head look like a potato. Prim, I am so sorry for her. What would you like us to do, sir? I was speaking. Do not interrupt again. You could still earn this gift if you are willing to prove yourself. Hearing this from Prim, a cage of light comes down on Christopher and Prim. Wait, I didn't even say anything. Wait. Uh, you were insulting Helios, though. <laughs> I was trying to have a fine conversation with him, and he interrupted me. He is a god. He can do whatever he wants. And God, I'm... Christopher doesn't believe in these beings. Believe in them or not, we're facing one now. And why do you not believe in me, child? Well, if you guys are all these high beings and this... Why can't you make a, a world correctly? Well, I saw we have encountered a lot of racist people. People that were in prison, others kind of forced them to fight against each other. Dwarves that got ang- no, gnomes, sorry, that got angry at just a type of magic. And do you guys even bring up my family history? Yeah, I'm quite curious in why you 
just I'm just sorry. I'm not trying to be harsh. Or maybe it's not even your job. It could be another god. I'm pissed off. At. But I'm just curious. So, so my my counter question to you, uh, Chris, is: Would you rather be a slave and a robot, or have dreams and aspirations? A perfect world makes you a slave. True, but why do all those harshful things have to happen? Couldn't they use their power to at least save those people? It's a valid question. Because the free will of those who are bad are just as important as the free will of those who are good. And it's important for those who are good to stand up and do what is right against those who are bad. Elias changes from his apparition form to a more physical form and comes down, removes the cage off of Christopher. Is he physical form now? He's in physical form now. You're still in the cage. Is there? But it's a cage, right? Cage of light. That means there are bars, right? <laughs> I, I go go ahead with whatever you want to try. Uh, Prim poos in her hand and throws the poo at Helios. Okay. Um, as you do, and it approaches his head, the heat of his light radiating just evaporates the poop as it comes at him. And he just he just looks to you. I'll deal with you next. And then he looks to Christopher again. I feel your anguish, boy. I can't really explain in great detail why the gods can't make this paradise you speak of and that you want, but if you really, really must let out your anger, I will let you punch it out on me. Punch a god. Feel the anger and hit a god, and I am allowing it, so there will not be repercussions for that. Marcus face palms so hard at the entire situation. Mostly from Prim, but from all of it. Are you sure about this? You know, is this any type of double crossing I'm gonna expect? Am I gonna stick my hand to melt just like that? I just gave you my word that there was no repercussion. Word means nothing! He lifts the cage from Prim. Well then, and I'm just gonna try punches. Yeah, make a strength check. A strength, wait, a strength check? Yep. Man. <laughs> That's an eight. You clock him right in the face, your hand like caving in to his jawline. And you just see like spit come out of his mouth. And then he just turns and he says, Do you feel better? Slightly. More of an accomplishment, I would say. But. So that anger you feel, even though you expressed it, it didn't give you much, did it? No, but it did prove one thing. What's that? That there is always a chance for change. Well said. The cage is not there anymore, right? No, he lifted it. You said his word didn't mean anything, so he lifted it for you. Prim, uh, while, during the conversation, Prim uh, uh, slowly wipes her hand, her poopy hand off of uh, Christopher's pants. I, I just slipped down at Prim. Why? Thank you. That makes you smell better. No. Maybe he likes you more if you smell better. Helios waves his hand and uh, controls the weather up above and focuses the light to warm the water so that it comes down as a nice, like, warm bath onto Christopher and Prim. Water! Christopher's just sighing. Helios turns and walks to Marcus. You, you are worthy of the gift. You showed compassion 
and rightfully you are on guard as any adventurer should be when any new form of danger could even be approaching so i do not fault you for that but when christopher questioned me you defended me and that that does mean something to me i have a long standing respect for the gods grew up with a family that was very much about heroes and doing what is right and I don't think we've ever particularly landed on one specific god but all of the ones that spoke for justice and goodness and light were ones that we respected well said and if you continue on this journey I'm sure you will run into more gods as well Marcus bows his head as you bow your head he pushes out this small light and you feel this invigoration and everybody levels up sweet I could say leveled up because I punched a god (laughs) feels poopy. Well, you put most of it in your hand. Christopher, your muscles grow just like a little bit bigger. (laughs) What's a little bit bigger than concave? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Still so flat, he'd make a wall jealous, but... (laughs) He's he's like baguette now. (laughs) Hey, I I have 20 intelligence. That that does nothing for strength, my dude. (laughs) And I can at least outsmart my problems. (laughs) Can you? Apparently not, though, because you still got shit on your pants. <laughs> it's not even your own shit. You didn't even shit your own pants. Helios looks to you all as you're um, feeling this invigoration and imbuing of light. Go, children. Go to where you must and do the best you can. I cannot aid you directly, but I can at least give you guidance, as I have done today. And barbarian, whatever. Prima interrupts Helios and walks to him and and hugs his uh, physical leg. It's like, thank you for making Prim less poopy. He hugs you back. Whatever you're going through, you can always count on the gods to be there. Even if you don't see them, we will be there. All you must do is ask. Prim God too. Prim God too. Look. And she shows you her bicep. <laughs> he stares in admiration. If you want to be, so you shall. Just continue forth. Use your heart. My heart? If I use my heart, I die. You are a god. Okay. He kind of like winks at you, seeing if you like get the the idea. Like, I feel like and I then... see Prim try to rip her heart out of her own chest and beat someone with it and just die in the process. Probably. Yes, probably. Probably. <laughs> oh no. It's like her final fight. <laughs> her final fight is KOing herself before she even gets a hit off. <laughs> you want a consequence. The idea has been planted. <laughs> While he's saying the gods are there, I just do a small little chuckle, but that's it. Uh, can I, like, hide the chuckle? Yeah, yeah, he doesn't. Hey, Christopher, they're not watching you when you're doing that. You don't need to think about it like that. They're not interested in twig porn. Oh, dear. Really, Marcus? What porn? What? He laughed when they said they were all watching. I, I'm only having a small chuckle because that is... I don't see that possible. They're always being there. Because if they're always there for us, they're also there for the ones that want to cause havoc. What's porn? Porn is, uh, is, is when you, you have... Um, Fun times. Visuals of people either pleasuring themselves or each other in a sexual manner. So, Betafer is uh, is thinking about all of the gods watching him jack off because... Betafer nasty. As you guys are discussing this, Helios turns back to apparition form. And as he disappears, you just hear the voice in the distance. Good luck, children. 
and as his light fades wait too late too late <laughs> as his light fades the sun has already set at this point and now it has actually become near pitch black darkness out we wasted time with a wizard today and we had a god visit us and zero time to make up cap so let's uh let's get those i got the shower done yeah you had help with that let's go find all the stuff we need to make a fire so I doubt we'll find when all of the plants are wet. <sighs> and then uh, he's going to lean up against a tree and accidentally cast the cantrip light. And now the tree is glowing. Ooh, I like it. Uh, the glow is in a... Where are you? So you touch one object no longer larger than 10 feet in any dimension until the spell ends. The object sheds bright light in a 20-foot radius and dim light for an additional 20 feet can be colored any way you like, completely covering the object with something opaque blocks the light. The spell ends if you cast it again or dismiss it as an action. If you target an object held or worn by a hostile creature, that creature must succeed on a dexterity saving throw to avoid the spell. So it's just a smaller tree. As you've cast this illuminating light with this 20-foot radius, Prim, passive perception? That's an 11. You notice two small animals uh, within the vicinity of the light that you can see. Oh, do they smell good? You might be able to smell them. Nobody else can. Okay. Well, uh, she throws her hand axe at one of them. <laughs> All right. You see it cleave through and the other animal runs in fear as this one that you have thrown it at has just dropped to the ground. Okay. She runs at it and picks it up. <laughs> Drops it uh, next to like a bunch of... Uh, do we have a fire yet? No, we just have the, the glowing tree, just, right? Just light. Yep, just glowing tree. Okay, okay. Uh, she grabs a bunch of twigs and lights up a little fire with like a, some little branch. I don't know how it's called in English. It's a little branches where you hang your, your meat. Oh, you're talking like a spit. Yes, a spit, yes. So she puts a spit above the, the fire and starts spinning the, the little creatures above it. Thank you, Prim. Huh. Slafnik's just kind of... Yeah, thanks, Prem. I'm going to go find firewood and just kind of wanders off. Marcus notices her tone and goes after her. Uh, I'll be right back, guys. Okay. Have fun. Christopher, let's eat. Uh, sure. <laughs> you need to eat. Do I? I'm, yeah, I do. Me too. Nixie, wait up. Not now, D. And, and Marcus is going to slip into his regular accent here. Not now. What are you talking about? I just... He met a god, and I thought I thought maybe they'd have some information about mom and dad that they like. I'm sorry, Nixie. Well, they said we'll meet many gods on this on this trip. Do you? Um, and I'm sure we can probably find their temple in the next town if you really want to try and get a hold of them again. Yeah, maybe we can. And then she's gonna like wipe a tear away from her eyes. Uh, Marcus is gonna try and bring you in for a hug. I think she's just going to let you because you're the co closest thing she's had to home in a very, very long time. So I don't think she like she didn't necessarily want to be around anybody. But now that you're there, I don't think she wants you to go. So I think he brings you in for a hug and he starts petting your hair just softly and goes, it's going to be all right. We'll find we'll find out what happened. I promise. She's just she's going to cry. I think that's all she's capable of doing right now because she wants to yell and she wants to scream and she wants to break things but she also feels like that was a chance to find information and she lost it. I think Marcus just holds you until you're ready to leave. I don't think he knows what else to do because he doesn't have the answers and he doesn't have 
uh, a way to help other than just being there for you. Go ahead and make a perception check, Marcus. Watch, I'm going to fail. Oh, it's an 18 minus 3, 15. Let's go. All right, so while you're holding Schlafnix, not too far in the distance, you see lights on a caravan riding along a cobblestone road to the north in the direction of Calarian. Do I have any idea what those lights would be, or should I get closer? Uh, no, you, you, you can tell that they're like part of the caravan itself, so like just lanterns while they're traveling. Okay, so I don't have any idea whether it would be a hostile person or a friend. Um, yeah, no, not discernible. Okay. Would they pass by us and notice us, or...? No, they're ahead of you, so if you're closer to Murfield, they're closer to Calarion, so you're just seeing their light in the distance, and where you and Schlafnix walked just happened to, like, see them. Okay. And this is probably, like, the main road up? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Nixie, um, I think I found the main road. Um, she's gonna kind of sniffle and wipe her eyes and straighten up, like, <laughs> you didn't just see me crying. <laughs> And she's gonna. Oh yeah. Uh, where? Where is it? Just look off into the distance. This the caravan's moving up. Oh, I see. Um, do you think we should go get the others? Well, hmm. They almost killed us with a god. Yeah. What worse could happen? Bringing them to Calarian. I mean, at this point, we've survived so much for them. We almost can't leave them behind. I guess. And like that, he's switched out of his accent back into Marcus's accent, and he's he he shovels awkwardly and goes. So, uh, is uh, there anything else I can do to help? Or... I just thank you for always being there for me, Dee. Of course, anytime. And he reaches for your arm. You know when a when a buddy like offers their arm to interlock with yours. Schlafnix is gonna take it, but she's gonna like, rest her head on your arm. Maybe a little too comfortable, but you don't notice anything because it's it's Schlafnix. Yeah, it's just my best friend. <laughs> yeah, and he he leads he leads you back to the tree and the fire and the food. When they come back, I want to see if Prim notices that uh, Schlafnix was crying. I'd make a make a roll for it. Uh, can I make an inside check? Yeah, that's fine. What's a twenty? Oh damn! Oh yeah, yeah. You you definitely know. So Prim walks to Schlafnix and says, "Schlafnix, you okay?" Yeah, little one. I'm I'm fine. I just I, I stubbed my toe in the forest, and Marcus had to help me get back. <laughs> Thank you for caring. Uh, and Prim gives her most of her ration. Here, eat. Oh, sweetheart, aren't you going to be hungry, though? We can eat later. Thank you. Schlafnix takes it, and she's going to eat a little bit, but she's going to break a piece off and offer it to Prim just in case. He eats off of, off of uh, Schlafnix's mouth, uh, hand. Schlafnix laughs a little, and it helped. It helped cheer her up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Prim grins a little bit. So we found the uh, the main road heading up to Calarian. It's just a little while out there. In the direction that we were on. Should be easier trekking. We say while they were gone. Remember that book I had that had the three rings in it? Yes. Could I got those rings out of the book? Uh yeah. Yeah, you can do that if you want. Oh, you found the road. Um, really? How far is it? Do you have any idea? I'd say it's about sixty to eighty feet in the direction we just came from. Okay. You wanna start heading there now? Or would you have to go later in the day? I think we probably need a rest. It's been a really long day. Okay. And uh, could you have? Uh, could you take one of these, Marcus? And I'm um, I'm gonna give them one of the rings, and then I'm gonna head up to Slapnix and give them two. What? Uh, what are these? Thank you. Um, they have a magical property. It that has the mm. spell False Life. You can use on it once. Oh. I feel like uh, it'd be more useful. You guys have, you guys are right. That I'm not the strongest, and I do do some rash decisions. 
that would be a way for you guys to protect yourself in case something goes wrong. But what about you? I have my own talent. Oh. Are you sure this is... Like, this is really nice, but... This is a big gift. This is really something to give away there, Chris. Well, I know you would save one of us instead of using it on yourself. Marcus is also another risk factor here. So I'd rather have two people to be able to save Prim if I can't help. As the only person who knows any way to heal people, it's probably a good idea that I have one. So I can do it to multiple people rather than just dying. Probably a good idea. Thank you, Christopher. Thank you, Christopher. No problem. It's just a little small gift of mine. So is this force life or false life? False, false life. life. Okay. I also have false life as a spell for a level. That's another. And I thought it'd be better if I could help you two. <laughs> I don't think Prim would be great with magic. You know, you know, when I became arcane trickster at level four, I was thinking, oh, I'll put on false life. Uh, I did not. So that's good. <laughs> so you guys are walking up to Calerion now? I think we're sleeping. Oh, sleeping. Okay. Yep. So... There's no danger around. You're able to comfortably rest in the makeshift camp that you've put together in this small time with just the dimly lit glow from the tree, just giving like as it wanes in its glow, as the spell starts to wear off, it just gives this nice soothing light that helps lull you to sleep. And you guys can take a short rest for that. A long rest. (laughs) Do you want to rest for a long rest? Yes, I want all of my soul slots back and all of my health. I will love them back too. All right, you can you can take a long rest. <laughs> Thank God I'm at full HP. Oh. <laughs> Actually, I think when we leveled up, we got them all back anyways, but it just makes sense to me that we would sleep. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> He's like, like, really? Really? Just remember, each time you guys take a long rest, that does matter in the world because things happen around you. Whether you're awake or not. Lefnik doesn't give a shit right now, though. And she is curled up to Marcus, probably a bit closer than she should be at the moment. I think Marcus takes time to just take first watch. Could I stay up, help first watch? Yeah, if you want. All right, so you and Marcus are staying up for first watch? Yep. I just want to just talk okay. to Marcus slightly. Yeah, go for it. So, Marcus, how, how long have you known uh, Slapniks and all that? Family came to us when I was about, I want to say, about five. She was four. Wow. Long time. Yeah, uh, we, we've been friends for a very long time. Grew up together. So is she your only sibling or do you have others? I mean, she's like a sibling at this point, but I have a few siblings. Asshole older brother, bratty younger brother, about three older sisters. How is it to have actual siblings? <laughs> Atrocious, honestly. You're constantly compared to them. They're constantly sticking your head in weird places. And are you familiar with the concept of a swirly? No. You're lucky. They're always playing pranks, getting you into trouble that you didn't necessarily want to be in. And then because you're in the middle, you're just kind of forgotten, uh, especially when you don't decide to be exactly what your parents wanted for all of the children. So I don't know. Having siblings has never been quite great for me. Well, I mean, it sounds better than my own personal experience. You haven't had yours cut your arm off multiple times. Oh, they've tried. Oh. You see these uh, bite marks on my, my left shoulder, right under the fur? Yeah. Wow. Jeez, I thought what my family did was hurtful. Yeah. When my uh, younger brother was just after teething, he just, he went absolutely bonkers because I wouldn't let him have his toy. And he tried to rip, literally rip my arm off with his teeth. Oh. Uh, I think the worst thing my little sibling did was almost decapitate me. Oh, dear. I mean, 
Yours sounds much worse. It was not a fun healing process. Yeah, but you can look back at it and laugh, can't you? I suppose. He did look like a crazed wild animal and my parents were not impressed. And also not impressed with me that I couldn't fight off a toddler, but I was just a small child myself, so what are you going to do? It sounds it sounds like you want to stand up to them a lot, or well, be something they want. I just wish they'd stop trying to make me into their mold. Uh... How you can relate to something like that. Main reason I want to stay up, Marcus, is I had a small favor to ask you. What's that? I don't... I, I would have asked Prim, but I don't want to put this weight on her shoulders, and Slapnik seems too nice of a person. If something happens to me, can you make sure to cut my head off? kind of thing happens to you. I'm just, as he said, you don't want to be a mold of your parents, right? Yeah. I don't want to be the mold of my own. Um. Did Prim heard that quick, that conversation? Are you fully asleep or? Because this is during the long rest. Oh, no, no, no. She's, <laughs> she's, she's like mouth open sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so no, she didn't hear it. <laughs> then you do not hear this. Yep, you do not hear this. Never mind. <laughs> and I, I feel like you were someone who wouldn't hold back if I asked. Hey, I need a little more context here. That's a pretty big ask. I don't know if my family is hunting me, if, but if they are, I don't want to become their puppet. I'd rather be dead. How would you become the puppet? I I would say like sleep, uh, Christopher kind of like rolls up his sleeves like on both arms and just showing all the cut marks engraved and the scars from all these types of blades scattered across his arms like they're uncountable with how many see these um yeah my family tortured basically tortured me for a long time trying to make me a puppet to do what they say and i'm gonna be the one that stops them or i've had to die trying it that's um and i like roll my sleeves back down well here's the thing chris you can never stop them if you're gone yeah, but if if they somehow if they somehow get me back and I fall under their control like my siblings, I'd rather just be dead. You're never gonna die under my hand, and you're never gonna be under the control under my watch. Thank you. Though I still feel like you if something does happen, you should at least try to kill me. I will try to maim you enough so that I can steal you away into the night and fix your brain. I, uh, that's the thing. I don't I think if they get me one more time, there's no stopping it. Um, you haven't seen what they have done to my older sibling. Well, sucks to be you. Then you'll just be my prisoner of malice. You're not a murderer, are you? Uh, you never killed anything, have you? I've killed things that deserve it. You don't strike me as someone who deserves it. And what happened if I did? Well, then I'd kill you, but you don't deserve it. Especially if it's not your choice. Fine. The ironic part about all of that is if you had Ash laugh, Nick, she would have just been like, yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you'd been too nice. So as you guys uh, awake to the next morning, you hear horse footprints clamping along in the forest from the south. That's pretty odd hearing 
beats, but to the south, yeah? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, hey guys, everybody get up. We might want to get the fuck out of here because I can hear horse hooves to the south and not where the road is. Come on. Oh. oh. Up and Adam. Schlafnix wakes instantly and she's instantly in survival mode. Everything's alert. She's really ready to kill someone even half asleep, so watch out. Make a survival check. Schlafnix. Okay. It's 17 plus whatever my modifier is. You don't need the modifier. You're you're good. She's ready to pounce. Half asleep, but ready to pounce. Marcus has his bow drawn. So the, the horses pass by to the northeast and... You can see like this caravan of armies just like marching. You don't know what's happening right now, but you just see like a lot of bodies through the forest. But thankfully, no one's noticed you yet. Can I try climbing a tree to hide? Um, if you want to, Pick, sure. Like the biggest canopy above me and use my stealth. Yeah, go for it. Okay, that's an eight. Okay, you're you're fine. You're far enough away that they don't hear. So as you climb up the tree. You look out, just just like enough of you is peering out so that you're not seen. And there is this huge army coming from Ornric, at least over a thousand men. And they are marching along, and it looks like they're heading to the north of Ashbor in that direction for like some sort of flank attack or surprise attack. So yeah, you're you're just in close enough proximity that you can see this, but you're not close, close. But yes, they're heading like at the base of the Keld ruins, trying to do this more like flanking thing because they knew if they come out through the actual like stone pavements, the Ashbourne would have seen them. So they're traveling through the forest and that's why you guys are hearing them. Hi, hi the others too. It's a, it's a whole army. Fuck, where are they going? Where are they coming from? We have to worry about it? Going from Ornick toward Ashbourne. Everyone make a perception check. That 20. 13. 13. <laughs> Twinsies. Oh, fuck. Eight. I see, like, zip. Okay. So, Prim, you... Had, I, I don't know if they've alerted you yet or not to hide. Slavnix would be, like, at least trying to get them to, like, hide. Just all like hand movements, no talking. So whether or not they understand it or not. Right. Fair enough. So whether they have alerted you or not, that's up to you. Um, But you you at least notice a little stable of caravans to what you've been hearing move by. And it looks big enough to hold about a couple people, like two at max. It's it's similar to a sled. It's it's kind of like a chariot. So I see a sled. Yep. That's all you see right now. Just a bunch of sleds. Uh, how far is it? You are 30 feet from it. Okay, are there p- the people just left them there? No, there's there's some people in the far distance that look like they've put them there and tied them up to a tree and trying to get berries and forage and things like that. Okay, okay. I would like to sneak in and try to untie them to take them away. Okay. I would say make a sleight of hand for that. That's a 19. Yeah, you're able to untie one of them. But I want to untie both. The other one's magically tied. Lame. So Prim tries to pull, pull silent, the, the sled silent, silently away and bring it back to the group. You do that? She brings it and she uh, pulls uh, She pulls Christopher's pants. She sits on the sled and she says, Christopher, you pull me. Could I pull out one of my skeletons from my bag of bones and let them pull? Yes. This one's name is Grim. Don't hurt him. Yay! What's name? Grim. Grim. Go Grim! You bonehead! 
Well, you guys are just gonna leave Marcus in the tree. I think I think I've been watching the guys and making seeing what they're doing, and then. Uh... And I'm just gonna like slightly go back in the bushes while watching Grim just pull her ass far away from this encounter. <laughs> just, <laughs> just watching. Well, you direct the skeleton, so you basically. I, I'm controlling where you go now. Controlling everything, yeah. Just enjoy it. Blathnix, <laughs> Marcus, anything you do? I'm I'm yelling at her in her brain right now. <laughs> Why are they getting on a sled? What the fuck? Ooh. The crazy two. Who did you think? Ah, wait. What? Um. So after he's done yelling at me in my brain, Slapnik is gonna turn around and see these two on the sled and go like. No, I'm sitting. I'm just sitting on the floor like in a bush right now. You just see a skeleton pulling. <laughs> so I see. Sorry, I see the skeleton in the sled, and I just like. Slapnik has absolutely no idea what to think, so she stalks over to Christopher. There is an army over there. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I'm. I'm. Prim is going the opposite direction. Do you not see the skeletons dragging her? No violence. I, I mean, you're not wrong, but we still have to leave this area. And, yeah, we can go that way, but the skeleton's going. Oh, for fuck's sake. It's the opposite direction, is it not? I mean, that's that's true. Just get her far enough away that she doesn't notice the army for now. I'm going to get Marcus. That's okay. Okay, I'll just stay here. It's like slowly. It's just she kind of like goes all prone into the floor, just slightly. Military calling towards Prim, wherever the skeletons come. Slafnix just starts walking towards the tree, shaking her head in her hand, and just starts waving at Marcus and like screaming at him in her in his head. Chris is trying to get Prim away, taking her in the opposite direction. He starts like holding his head in the tree and whispers out loud, "Okay, okay, enough, enough, stop yelling." <laughs> Oh, and then he clambers out of the tree and just gets down into, like, the bush area and crouches to try and minimize his height next to Shlafnix. Okay, so as you are all down there, one of the gentlemen that had tied the sled has came back and notices, he notices Prim being on it. Do I notice him? Uh, yeah, I mean, you guys, you guys, like, see this berated man just running, <laughs> like, you know, that's my sled! Aren't we all hidden? Yeah, I was pulling Prim into, like, a forest. Not a path. Yeah. I was like, what? I was being pulled into a forest. <laughs> so you two are hidden further up north and Schlafnix and Marcus are just a little bit further behind. I pull out my bow and like aim at this dude's head. I'm waiting for Jackie to give me the cue. Hey, him to shut up. Arrows to the head. <laughs> Schlafnix is just like, why is it always the bow? <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> Make an attack roll. 16. You launch your arrow and... As you do, you just see the body drop limp and the voices stop. Prim screams in excitement. Yay! Uh, I, I have the skeletons up bolting her down <laughs> <laughs> while she's screaming. Yay! <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna sneak over to him and loot him. Make sure he's dead. Drag the body. If you do that, you're gonna be a little bit far from Prim and them because they're they're hightailing it. That's okay. I figure I'm gonna just put it over your shoulder and run. You can hide it in my bag. Just grab the body and let's go. As I'm running, I tell Schlafnix in her head, chase the others and tell me where you are. You got it, D. So I can deal with it without them being in shenanigans and also because fuck. <laughs> Schlafnix just like, takes off towards them. They're running. You loot the body. Um, <laughs> make an investigation roll. 12. You find a 
crescent patch that has been ripped off and put in this person's pocket. You don't know what it is by looking at it, but you know that it probably belongs to some sort of guild. Okay. And is there anything else that I find? Nope. Just that. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to try and drive him into a bush to hide his body. And I'm going to take my arrow back and remove any indication that it was me at all. You do that. (laughs) Okay. And then I'm going to try and follow where the others went as sneakily as possible. Yeah. The army's far enough away in the direction that you've gone that you can get by without them noticing. Okay. (laughs) I'm just going to go. So at this point, everyone's close to Calarion. You're towards the north as uh, Marcus catches up to everybody. I just imagine Christopher's like, like his hands on his knees, kind of like bend down, just heavily breathing, like he has asthma <laughs> of some kind. I hate this. Marcus catches up and goes, so the guy that was screaming had this weird crescent-shaped patch in his pocket. Can I see that, D? Sure. He shows it to them. Um, Can I roll an investigation? check to see if having a mercenary background would give me any indication to what this might be. History. Ah, right. History. Could I also do history, maybe? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, 17. 24. I'm trying to find the guild patch right now, so just give me a minute. You're like, I'm not dealing with that army. (laughs) Yeah, nope. Nope. (laughs) It's just like the dragon. Nope. Not doing it. (laughs) We have one fighter that's confident in their skills and very capable. One fighter (laughs) that is confident in their skills, not necessarily so capable. One fighter that's capable, but not confident. And a murder hobo. Yes, 100%. I'm somewhat capable. A little. (laughs) So as you guys analyze the patch over, uh, you see the intricate details of what looks to be like a small dragon's face. It's got metal along the sides, like making horns, and it's got embroideries and everything. So it's very fancy. And you do recall that this should belong to the guild, the Calarian Vanguard. Hmm. Very pretty, I must say. I tell them that. Well, do you know anything about them? I don't know. Do I kill them? <laughs> uh, you know that they're they're the famous vanguard guild of Calarion. They're usually off at sea most times, completing various quests, traveling the lands of Aodin. But every now and then they do make harbor and port. And right now is the season where they do port and restock on their supplies. So they should be in Calarion if you guys are able to meet up with them. I tell them that too. And then I say, y'all, we should probably get going. These people could really help us out. Yeah, we might need more than just us to fight a dragon. So having more people on our side might actually be useful. I mean, yeah. Considering we just ran away from one. How did you get that bad? Uh, The guy that was yelling is no longer yelling anymore, so. Ah. And we don't have to talk about it. Anyways, Nixie, what did you say? I, I, I was just... I was just going to say it would also be good. Maybe they have information to help us out farther along. Yeah, that could be worth it, too. Are we really ignoring the fact that you just killed a man? He's taking a a lifetime sabbatical. I I was worried he'd attract the army to us. No, thank you. Are you okay? I'm okay, I promise. Okay. As you guys are walking and approaching Calarion, you see the ground start to shift over. The grass has been frosted and there is large mountains in the distance. In the center of the town, there's this vast lake that is spanning the majority of the town, but there is an exit 
that meets between the ocean and the actual ground, and there's a bridge that you can pass over to get to there. Well, are we going to go across this bridge, or do we not trust the bridge? Yeah, I mean, we're trying to get to Calarian. Bitch! Is, is my skeleton still, like, just dragging Prim on the sled? Uh, yeah, if you still wanted to. Yay! Same. <laughs> yeah, I was Quinn. double checking. I just assumed that was happening still. Prim, best boy! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I just have to double check meta talk here. Um, yes, Prim yes. Prim said bridge, yes. right? yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I cut out a little bit. It sounded like bitch. I feel like that'd be more canon for yeah. him, like to not be able to say bitch over the bitch. Yeah, no. Just being dragged along the back of a sled, bitch. <laughs> Do you uh, pass over the bridge? You see this hut that's like about fifty feet in length and. 15 feet tall. This looks like there's a large party of people inside partying and celebrating at the time. Okay. Um, are, are we going to go to that party or whatever that is? Because I kind of want to get um, a book for Prim. Are you going to walk inside? Book? Me learn how to speak. That was my plan unless you all went ahead and here first. No. Okay. You go your plan. Marcus, laughing. anything you have to say? Well, not really. I will follow you for now. I'm okay with this. I was just going to look for a library. If you guys want to go in, you may. You guys are capable of, if anything happens. Well, why don't you guys just wait for us out here for a second and we'll make sure that it's a party and not like huh. crazy shenanigans and then we'll call you in. Can my like, skeleton go back in the bag before we get into the town? Yes, and also there is no library in town. <gasps> <laughs> you know you know, there's no library in town, actually, Chris, now that I think of it. Why don't you just come in with us and maybe you can, I don't know, steal a book off the shelf if they're not looking? You're saying thievery is the, you're sort of saying thievery is the option now? Assuming they have any. I mean, I don't mind, but... Well, so there's a, there's a little thing that Nixie and I probably should let you know. There was a time between being a hero and being a child where after my parents had kicked me out, um... We had to become thieves to survive. So it's not unorthodox for us to do it. Oh? If you wanted to do it. Would you like to grab a book? Because I'm not the stealthiest. Well, if you can find a book that you like. Then let's go see this party. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to be yelling at one of you. <laughs> um, so Schlafnik's main goal when going into this party is going to be seeing if she can find any information about the guild or what they're up against. I'm looking for a bookshelf. You're looking for a bookshelf? Okay. When I walk in, I go, Hello, everybody! How are you this evening? Is this where we might find some good ale and some beds to rest? A man turns to you. He is not wearing any shirt. He has this pendant on. It's nice and golden. He is shaven on the sides of his head and has this long mane, similar to what a lion would have, but he is human. And he is extremely muscular in various ways. As he hears you come in, he looks, Marcus, is that Marcus? I'll be the gods have blessed us today. What brings you in? Oh, we were just trying to escape the woods from um, an ongoing army. Looks like Ornix attacking Ashburn again. Oh, 
the savages down there, I tell you. Well, come, come, come in, come in. We we have plenty of food and plenty of drinks for all, as long as, well, you, you know the drill, as long as you don't kill anyone. It's all good. Absolutely. Well, why would I? Of you course. guys all seem like a, a perfectly lovely time. Well, that's not what you said last time I asked you to join the guild. Oh, you know, I was a hothead back then. Yes, but now you've slain a dragon. Well, uh... You're a hero to us all. Yes, thank you. Do I remember his name? Yes, his name is Nicholas. Thank you, Nicholas. It is it is an honor to hear that of you. Of course. In fact, if you have time, not that you need to do so now, but if you have time, we have new quests that we are going to be embarking on soon. Oh, really? Yes. Would you like a hand? Uh, I would love it. Is there anything that your party is skilled at? Well, we have a kind of berserker barbarian halfling woman. She goes by the name of Prim. And oh, she's cool. a little bit wild. He's running around. Ooh. <laughs> she would be good for the monster in the mines of Cometa. Or maybe even the missing heir if she would enjoy well, stealing a person back. <laughs> if that makes sense. Uh, We've had to steal a person back before. Speaking of, this is Beta, for, uh, sorry, Christopher. I interrupt. Uh, I- I'm just a, a- a person who's talented in magic. Really, magic? Um, yes. Can we go back for a second? That hair? Who? He actually took on my hair care regimen. That's why it's so good. I, I was just curious. <laughs> who? Do you nice. know who this is? Um, what's this for? Uh, I, Marcus leans over to Nicholas and goes, He's still new to the bathing thing, so we're still trying to teach him how to do it properly. He looks to you, Christopher, and he asks, uh, Would you like my men to give you a clean cut. You just hear Slapniks from across the bar. Yes, please! <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just curious, who's the missing person? Oh, the missing person. Yes, so the missing person, that is the missing heir is the wealthy ruler of Mornes. Uh He has gone missing and his family is offering a large sum of gold for anyone who can find him. Hmm. Okay. And you, you're a ranger? Hi, Nicholas. Don't you remember me? Uh, I think last time you were swooning over Marcus. She just looked like really embarrassed. <laughs> Hardly. Practically siblings. But uh, she might be a little interested in somebody else, it looks like. And he nudges Nicholas. He, like, puffs his hair back and kind of flips it. And he just walks over. And he's like, maybe I should take you to the Lost Temple. Oh, my, well... Um, the Lost Temple, what, what's what's that, Nicholas? And she's just, like, really flustered. I don't think she knows how to deal with this situation. Well, there's a jungle in Aramor, and there's vast traps and puzzles and guards, and I need a good ranger to get me through, because, as we know, the rangers are best at tracking. Oh, well, that sounds like it'd be right up my alley. I'd, I'd love to do something like that. I'd like to be up your alley, too. Oh! Her jaw just drops and like her face goes like, guess her blush would be like a bright pink. Marcus looks on the surface amused, but part of him goes, I was just trying to bluster her and he's really into it. Okay. Whoops. (laughs) What you were doing there? What were the other jobs you had? Oh, many, many. What, uh, what, what is your best skill? Or what is it you're doing? What are... 
What brings you to Calarion? I should have asked. I'm sorry. Well, we're looking for friends because we're on the hunt to slay a dragon, but we currently don't have the manpower. What kind of dragon? Big red dragon. Big red. You you don't mean King Asher from Keld Ruins, do you? Unfortunately, King Asher is no longer so much a king as someone. Well, let's put it this way: he's started becoming a little more feral than he typically is. So it's uh, either slay him or figure out what's wrong. Nicholas turns and he's like holding his sigil and like just muttering this prayer and looking up to the to the heavens. And the jade dragon's not far behind. We left Grasmere with the jade dragon eating it to ruins. And by eating it to ruins, I mean the people. So I had heard of that, only in whisperings. I think I'll have to consult the gods at the temple before we embark on our journey. Absolutely. Uh, would would I be able to come with you to the temple? I have some questions to ask him all. You can come with me wherever you like, darling. Oh, my. <laughs> um, Nixie, did you need me to come with you? Uh, if you like, Marcus, but... Um... No, 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 me go with Nix, Nix, Nix. Just because of size constraints of the temple, they, they are very particular on it. I, I would say the barbarian could come along. That should be fine. Oh, okay. Can um, can Prim detect the flirting happening? Make make a roll for it. I feel like Prim doesn't know what flirting is. Uh, it, can I make an insight check? Yeah, yeah, you can make an insight. Oh wow, that's a twenty. <laughs> you can definitely tell. Okay, she's very direct. She's uh, so Prim says, "If you touch Nick's Nick's, I cut hand." Okay. <laughs> oh, understood, Barbarian. Understood. She's not joking. She's not joking. All right, let's go. I. I do believe her. I do truly. Okay, just a warning. No, no problem. You, you're all welcome here. Slavnix <laughs> so is just blushing even harder. Like, oh my god, what is happening here? <laughs> I, I kind of bump Marcus. Well, we could do a duo mission, or and I like slightly whispered in their ear, or follow them and make sure nothing bad happens. Like whispering into Marcus's ear. I, I trust Slavnix to take care of herself. Or whatever she chooses to do. She's a quite capable woman. And also Prim's the psychopath. That was my main worry there. Right, okay, maybe we should. At least for Prim's sake. I don't... I, I don't want to kill anyone dead. So I think Marcus and I, under the assumption that it's just Prim they're watching, go... Oh, before they go, could I ask Nicholas or something? Uh, sure, there's a whole bunch of other people in the bar, by the way. Oh, is... Does anyone... Higher up, or like they're like they're the main crest giver. So Nicholas is the priest, and he's, yep, he's the cleric priest. And he he's the priest hitting someone up. <laughs> it's not Christianity. Yeah, I was gonna oh. say we, we don't follow normal religion here. Um, <laughs> I was making a joke. <laughs> everyone else within the bar looks pretty like mundane, like either a farmer or. A trade so person. Higher than well, no. So there's Brian. There's a second person, um, Theon, and you can see him in the corner. He's got like these antlers and this like jet blue hair and a like large uh, coat on made of fur. So like he he seems to be more of like an inhabitant of this location itself. Oh God, Nicholas is buff as shit. Holy damn. <laughs> I was wondering when someone was going to go look at him. Uh, <laughs> <there's a> <laughs> not bad. Yeah, in the Legend Keeper. Yep. If you go into uh, Central Hemisphere, Calarian, and then NPCs, there's Nicholas and Theon just like chilling in there. Yep. 
His hands are messed up because AI can't do hands, but that's okay. No, he's just got like a thousand fingers. It's fine. No, uh, Brian, I assume that this world is very much like the Norse mythologies where the priests can fuck and they can also fuck the gods. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) I was just more going with jokes. I thought it would be hilarious if I said that out loud. No, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. But can I go to Theon before anything happens? Uh, Theon? He's going to go, oh, that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, oh, that's what's sitting around me? Jesus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 He's buff as shit. In good hand. And he's taken her to the temple. <laughs> <laughs> he's the reason they go to temple every week. <laughs> Forgive me, Odin. I have sinned. <laughs> I've been a naughty, naughty boy. <laughs> no. I've been a really naughty kitty. Oh, oh, that's even worse. So as you walk into the temple, Nicholas is moving forward and just leans down and bows. And he looks just left next. Wait, are we following them or did we decide to stay back and see Theon? It's your choice, Marcus. I'm, fo- I'm down to follow. Make sure Pim doesn't decapitate the priest. Yeah, I think I'll go with you because we can always talk to Theon later. Do I get the sense when we see the temple that it is definitely big enough for all of us? No, it's definitely too small. Like you, you'll have to be in the hallways to be watching. So, so let me get this straight. There's this huge temple. No, not not or God. No, not huge temple. Why is it small? Because it's Why it's is it small. The prayer is not so much outside. Yeah, it, it's like a praying site rather than just some shrine. Oh, okay. When I thought temple, I thought like church. I was like, why is it so tiny? <laughs> oh. oh, hot damn. Wait, where is it? <laughs> you finally opened it? Yeah, I finally loaded. <laughs> <laughs> Each peck had to buffer. <laughs> <laughs> Just as long as he takes as long as it did to load. Oh my god. Oh, damn. I would like I would like to highlight the fact that he has uh, Eight fingers. Yep. <laughs> yep. Can that be canon? Can you have eight fingers? For it? You know what? I mean, that's fine with me. <laughs> I was warned about the fucked up hands. Uh, Can't necessarily say Lafnix will. It just means he's really good at fingering. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying over here. All right. So he looks to Lafnix. Um, you you said you wanted to come with me. Um, I I will contact the gods. Is is there any specific um, god you're hoping to speak with? We ran into Helios on the way here. The fact that you were blessed with Helios, that is a tremendous thing. Yeah, um, I don't really know if he's the one I should be contacting, but I... What is it you seek? I've been looking for my parents, and I don't even know if they're alive. They disappeared. Tell me about them. Well, I was about 12 years old when they disappeared. They were looking for a, an artifact. They artificers. I only heard stories about Astral Plane, where my family comes from. And they were looking for something to unite my race again. Tell me more. Well, I found a map, and I don't know if it has anything to do with it. Marcus and I tried following it, but it it didn't seem to lead to anything. I I don't know. We, We showed up on this plane when I was about four years old and all I ever knew when I knew them was them going on different adventures to try to find this this artifact and I don't even really know what it was. I don't know what I'm looking for or... Do you know anything about the artifact at all? Um, Can I do a history check to see if I would know anything? Yeah, go for it. 15 plus the modifier. Okay, so you, you know it, but tell me what you want it to be. There was precious stone 
that was talked about in this world's lore. It was supposed to make people see, not only just see the truth, but see the other side of an argument and see that we're not all as different as we think we are. Understand. He clasps his 16 fingers together <laughs> and <laughs> channels his holy divinity in, and he mutters these prayer words. This woman appears before you, uh, just an apparition, and she just speaks softly. Nicholas, what have you summoned me for today? Well, Archangel, I I have this woman here, and she is she is requesting deeper knowledge, and she wishes to be enlightened by your, your grace and your beauty. And he just bows further. Schlafnix is going to curtsy, and she she tucks <laughs> her wings like a curtsy almost as well to you. Speak, child. My parents went missing when they were quite young. I never found out what happened to them. I've been searching for them for years. Are are they still alive? They are. Oh, God. Tell me more about them, and I might be able to locate them. They, um... Oh, Lord, they, uh... Gisseri, and, uh... He came here when I was I was about four years old. Um, my father was an artificer. My mother was an artificer too, but she was more of a, a archaeologist. Her name was Maureen, and my dad's name was Adam. Give me a moment, child, as I channel my energies. She is sifting through her memories of all the planes that she's looked over and seen, and she's trying to recall all the memories within her. And as she does, she remembers just a couple locations that stick out, and she looks to you. I am not 100% certain, but if what your descriptions match to the memories of what I have, either they are in the digging grounds of Solaris, the desert temple, or they have gone to the eastern islands all the way to Contecta, where there is this great excavation of the Cake Island that is floating in the sky. Oh my goodness, thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Narcus, you're alive. Oh, that's incredible, Nixie. Did she tell you where to find them? Could be in one of two places, Solaris or Confecta. Let's take jobs near there. Sounds perfect. Nicholas, is there anything else that I can do for you today? Wait, there is an island made of cake? Yeah, straight up. Okay. What? <laughs> it sounds like a floating island made of cake should not have lasted as long as it did for the sole purpose of food. Uh, I think Prim uh, is going to die of diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> like, is it regenerating cake? Like, how is it not gone already? Yes, it's a regenerating, like, mountain of cake. So there it's is always never like... going to be hunger in this planet ever. Exactly. And then um, <laughs> near near that town, there is the floating island of Matza, which is a pizza Oh like my town. god, I want to go. In real life, I want to go. Oh my god, yes. And uh, it's it's occupied by the uh, pizza octopus. A pizza and then, octopus? Um, yep. Oh, oh. I want to eat it. And then uh, the town below is called Lolly, and it's like the candy town. So it's just all sugar. Wow. Like crystallized sugar. So the floating islands are a fun area. I just want to <laughs> eat it. And come back 1,200 pounds. <laughs> Leon into Leo Dam. <laughs> 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 That's a lot of weight, Marcus. Yikes. Yeah. Hey, I'm already Leo Dam. It's like, Leo, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, Nicholas looks to the Archangel. 
we are we are hoping for safe passage as there seems to be a red dragon um, afoot uh, plagued of the mind and it seems that this dragon is undergoing the same sickness that various other creatures of the land are undergoing can you provide any insight archangel yes there is a sickness growing across the land and i do believe it belongs to a singular elf a scorned woman a woman that is hate and envy and vile but not of regular action but more so as circumstance as humans and all people have treated her so inconsiderably she is affected she was not born pure Aladrian elf i think that christopher the one from your party probably felt her presence when he was taken by her and well just just know that she is not purely evil Marcus mistakes what he mean, she means by taken by her, and he just kind of like nudges Christopher and goes, ah, nice job. <laughs> just make sure that you remember that she prides animals above people in her current state, and this sickness that grows within her is turning the animals of the land, almost turning against her even. But it is not, it is not too late. That's all that the Archangel had to say. She's going to kind of just like curtsy again and... Just wish you good luck. And then as she evaporates and disappears, Nicholas just turns to Slavnix. Well, I hope that she could be of help to you. Oh, that that lifted a weight from my heart that I didn't realize was pressing down as much as it has been for years. However, could I repay you? Well, why don't we go enjoy the party and we can discuss that at a later time. Marcus starts scrambling like dragging Christopher away so that they can go get to the party back before they do. <laughs> Like, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I just imagine Christopher, like, instantly closing his book. Make a stealth check. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I got an 18. <laughs> I got an 8. Marcus just starts rolling down the hill. <laughs> Christopher's able to hightail it out there, but only Schlafnik sees Marcus. I imagine I, like, help you up and just, yeah, like, Yeah, I kind of stumble, and I kind of, like, roll into the snowbank, and then I scramble away. Shit, shit, we gotta go, we gotta go. <laughs> What if I accidentally tripped over Chris? Yeah, that makes sense. Slafnix <laughs> is very confused. <laughs> so Nicholas looks to Prim. Yep. You you were awfully quiet there. You didn't want to ask the angel anything? Did she act big boobies? <laughs> I'm not like big boobies. <laughs> the goddess of beauty often is is adorned as such. Yes. I'm sorry, let me get this straight. <laughs> Prim's only reason for showing up was to cock block and complain about big tits. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Fuck, I love this character. <laughs> She's got Marcus's back. She was well in doubt. Um, is, is there anything you want from the party when we're back? Uh, we have plenty of, well, plenty of everything, really. Give me boar. Boar? Yeah. We, we can conjure up some boar, yes. Boar and potato. Boar and potato. I see. I will do my best. Thank you, weird finger person. <laughs> they walk back into the, uh, into the guild hall and uh, he just... See Nicholas kind of 
stray off. I think the moment that we hit the hall, I went straight for Theon. Yeah, I, me too. <laughs> Just to make it look like when they got in, make it look like we'd been there the whole time talking to people, because I don't think I noticed for a second that Flotnix noticed me. All right, fair enough. So, hello, Theon. How's it going, dear old friend? Wonderful. Have you come to take new quests on? Did you come to join the guild? Finally, you have convinced me to do so. This is my friend, Christopher. Hi, Christopher. I just had a question. Sure. You seem somewhat uh, high up there. You know, you must know things, right? I drink things and I know things. Have you heard anything about Mortis? Mortis? Just out of curiosity. I must ask, why do you ask first? Uh, I'm I'm just mainly curious because my f- an old friend brought them up to me and I was just curious on them. That subject is on the very down low at this location. We do go to many locations and many many adventures, but if you're looking for Mortis, you're, you're kind of looking for death. Um, well, I'm I just just do you? No, I, that's kind of obvious. But I was just more. Did you hear anything about them? As far as I recall, they seem to be conducting experiments in Mortis. I have not heard of travel of the family, but there has been many whisperings of delinquent chaos ensuing there. Okay. Thank you. And yeah, here, of course. Um, Mark, Marcus, go back to your conversation. That was my only... Well, back to the matter at hand. We, we have absolutely decided to join your cause. It's it, There's some talking between me and Nixie about what we wanted to do next and where we could be best of service, and we thought Vanguard was probably the best bet. You guys seem like wonderful people. Wonderful. We shall celebrate, and I shall add your names to the books. What is the name of your party? If everyone's joining, of course. Well, I don't I don't know if we've really thought about having a name. Um, hmm. It's millions! You're not here. Um. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, they come in as you're asking that, though. Wimps, minions? Dragon, these nuts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Dragon slayers? But I feel like that's a job. I want it to be. I want it to be a party name that all of you agree on. I mean, the thing we have in common is well, I don't, but everyone else has a dragon in common. Fate the and the competent <laughs> ones. Really? <laughs> like I said, you all have to agree. <laughs> <laughs> sounds sounds like a pen name. Rima agrees. Blathnix, do you have any names to throw in? I'm just thinking how we can how we can word it, because I'm thinking like Decide it. Break breakers! Break breakers? Um I kinda like it. What was the name? Wait, Dick Breakers? <laughs> <laughs> Dick Breakers! Breakers We don't always have to think about Dick Schlafnicks. Wins and touch dicks. I know you I know you're hot for teacher here, but I like it. Drake is Drake is another name for dragons and breakers. It's 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 a lovely flow of words. Schlafnix is just staring at Marcus in disbelief. Like, did did you really just say that to me? He's pretending not to notice. I just look at the guy. Can we change our name later if you want? You not like it? I was just just curious. What is wrong with it? Well, when we sign into seal and paper, it is known across the land. Is it something you do not like? I mean, the name's not terrible, but I feel like once we kill a, a dragon. What about Draconos? That's interesting. I like it. Like Poconos? <laughs> to your question, Theon looks at you and he says, there are many of dragon in this land, well, well over a thousand. Some are small, some are large. So even if you were to take one down, as Marcus has, 
there is still more. I kind of just eye Marcus but he said that, just still not fully believing it. I go back to Badoffer and the competent ones. I'm... You get to be front and center, Chris. Drakebait? Drakebait, ooh. Drakebait? That's funny. <laughs> Drakebait, ooh ha ha. <laughs> I'd rather take Drakebait. Okay. Okay, I think we're going to go with Drakebait. Dan looks, and he's like, wonderful. We will sign into record the party of Drake Bates, and we will celebrate. And with that, end session. Thank you, everyone, for listening to episode five of Dice Decided. My name is Keisha, and I played Marcus Magnificato. Our dungeon master is Caleb. Schlafnix was played by Jackie. Prim was played by Kai. And Christopher was played by Brian. Our intro song is Run No More by the Talbot Brothers. And if you would like to support the podcast, you can do so by sharing with your friends, liking, commenting, all of that fun stuff that helps podcasts, reviews, all of that stuff helps us in the algorithm and gets us out to more people. Now, this episode is a couple months late between getting Confessions of a Game Master prepared for July 4th, as well as various tech issues and health problems. We are very happy to say that we're back on track and that following this episode, you should have all of the regular Dice Decided content. Fun announcements is that we are bringing back Throne of Dice. If you don't remember Throne of Dice, uh, it's been three years since we launched that show a long time ago. It starred me as the Dungeon Master, Jackie as Fluffles McTavish, Jenna as Oddbell, and Jess as Azura. Now, that show ended when the pandemic ended because our day jobs called us back to work, but now we're gonna have some free time to start uh, recording again here soon. So the plan is to go back, make sure all the edits are good, make sure everything's all prepped, and then release whatever content is left over from the last sessions before we went on hiatus. And all of that extra content that we couldn't get out because we no longer had the time for it. But yeah, we should be bringing that back and it's really exciting. Um, I mentioned Confessions of a Game Master, which comes out on July 4th, so here in a couple weeks. We will have brand new content for you guys, and it is an interview show about people's shames and successes as storytellers of TTRPG games. It is hosted by myself, and I've seen many awesome voices like Roll Britannia, Dice and Desire, uh, Knights at the Nerd Table, Mindflayed Mondays, Billowing Hilltop, Lucas Zellers, who wrote the Book of Extinction. So many other great, amazing contributors helped create that show. So go ahead, go give that a listen. I think you'll find a lot of great podcasters to go listen to if you find that you run out of any content. So thank you so much again for listening, and we will see you guys in the next episode in two weeks. Bye. In my mistakes These monsters beating down my door They're hungry for a soul that's worn From all of the running that I You're listening to Dice Decided's Aodin's Legends, a real-play D&D campaign. 
This podcast is violent, horny, childish, and at times downright psychotic. Toilet humor aside, it has deep character arcs and intense emotional moments. Either way, most scenes do not belong in the ears of babies. Viewer discretion is advised.